I yeah. Keep, I keep all my backup drives and this thing happening. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where am I now. I don't know. Where am I? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not disclosing anything. Yeah, <laughs> as, you, as you should. As you should. Well, Mike. What? You look no. good. You look like a Thanks. star. Great. As always. I love look great. I love this new we've done I was looking back through we've done I can't even count off the top of my head how many podcasts we've done together now at this point, but every time has been either, you know, uh, a tour bus or you're kind of locked in a studio or something going on and it's nice to see you in front of your beautifully lit kit. You know, you're ready to go. I see you got your your studio mic there from from your lessons. <laughs> and uh, it looks it yeah. looks like a nice nice little setup there, man. It is. Um, I've been able to broadcast from both of the kits. I could spin it, but you don't have to. You've seen the other one before. Mm-hmm. But both, both of them are everything ready. They're everything ready, broadcast ready. They both have separate interface and computer systems to record. Uh, they've got cameras. And then I have a separate one where I can – I've been doing some interesting uh, filming on my pad kit because that's a good way for me to – for people to see what I'm doing and uh, it's just nice to be able to have um, the resources, you know, the, the stuff to be able to get the ideas out. It's cool. Is that is that how you're writing primarily, like behind the kit? Uh, no, my – well, I don't want to say no. Um, my songwriting, is that what you mean? Yeah. The, the songwriting comes from uh, – Mouth like singing beats oh, okay. or melody or melodies or riffs, documenting them first and then stepping away, getting on a. Uh, I'll tell you what, I got one handy right here. Actually, I figured you would ask that, but and then getting on one of these. Ah, uh, there you go. You know, and and being able to conjure up any sound. I mean, what a day and age we live in, where I could make dog barks out of this. You know thing or whatever 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 sound you want i'll have to send this into the group chat but uh have you seen the fart kit yet the one the fart kit uh no so (laughs) samus 66 is a a big drum youtuber and he's he's done work for devon towns and stuff funny guy and he he took his kit and triggered up you know 32 different fart sounds and wow and he also but he took it a step further and used a MIDI pickup on a guitar and played master of puppets and farts. And ah. it's, it's, ah. it's the best time to be, you know, in production is right. Is right now. Hey, look at that's very creative. I, I, I saw, came across something the other day. Um, an old school jazz musician said he'd rather be halfway, but be very, very, very creative than be a copycat. Yeah, half yeah, half acid or or just steal somebody else's stuff there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So we're getting here together. Um, it's pretty exciting. It's something that you know, as a as a friend, as an admirer, um, as a student of the game, I'm excited for. And it's uh, it's talking about your new solo record that's coming out here, uh, Invisible Signs, which will have a release date of TBD. So it, it looks like November. Pretty confident. It looks November. like November. Nice little Thanksgiving treat, right? You know, I'm going to adjust. It's kind of like how how the worst thing to do if you are in a fun pick'em pool, like the NFL, because I'm I'm in a fun pick'em pool, just out straight up winners and everything. 
Uh, and you get to dig on each other and stuff like that, which is fun. But the thing is, I cannot get over the common sense that is connected between experts talking about the previous week or the previous year for a game that hasn't happened yet. I mean, there's merit to, of course, injuries. I mean, we all know that. There are things you can get. There's information. It's the most important thing in war, as Sun Tzu wrote about, right? Information, uh, intelligence. But um, when you're living in the past, it's like, uh, that's where the that's where the picks go wrong, you know. Uh, and so I I do very well by by acknowledging certain important things, but just moving forward, saying I have to be like an amoeba that has to survive. What's happening in the environment? I can't, you know, we we can't make the world perfect in our heads and live in a in a sense in a delusionary way because we're removed from the environment we need to go into so you got to look at the environment and say wait a minute what's going on it could be something as simple as all right i wrote some music gee i like it i this i that i i i i i but if i didn't think about whoa 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 wait, wait a minute Who's the audience? Who's it first going to? Who's it? Who am I trying to get to after that? Let me take a look at it and see how do I relate to that and prepare for that and think about that ahead of time to affect my decisions. So I'm not sitting there making, let's say, a game plan. Okay, so I've got my, I've got my offensive game plan, and I'm going to do some, some, uh, some, some West Coast offense, and I'm going to be throwing the ball a lot, and then I'm going. Oh boy, I'm going to New England outside and there's going to be 49 feet of snow. I don't think that's going to work. So you have to adjust for the environment, right? <laughs> absolutely. You absolutely have to adjust. I love that you said that too, uh, Mike, because um, your record, this record, and everything that you've poured into the album, um, you are adjusting. And everything that you're diving into from freaking nature on down, and, and you just mentioned it, you, you have to adjust to the environment. You have to adjust to who is this going out to? Like, what was the impetus behind the record? What, who, who is it that you're really trying to dive deep with when it comes to all the tracks on it? I would love to dive deep with a core mass audience. Of course, most people would, would love to do that. And I don't mean to say that in a cliche type of manner, because I'll answer the question in a more specific way can relate to, for example, I noticed the music that my children were gravitating towards, you know, and by the way, Alec can dunk a basketball and yeah, nine, let's nine, go nine, nine and a half, <laughs> not nine, nine and a half foot high, you know, cause we have the adjustable thing. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me at any rate. And he lo- loves to throw it in my face too. It's like, you'll never do this. I'm like wham. <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, but when he's younger, I just paid attention to what was moving them and what what they gravitated towards and you know he's sitting there singing i got twenty dollars in my pocket when i'm driving him to like elementary school i'm like what are you talking about you got twenty dollars in your pocket what is that you know and so um i acknowledged it and said well that's really cool or for example um i'm, I'm friends with with the with the guys in disturbed and i I played, put on Disturbed one day. I said, check this out. And he he lost his mind. In fact, I 
I video recorded him. I might have been, she might have been like six or something. I don't even remember. I video recorded him like he got this face that matched like David. <laughs> like he matched David's face. Like he took it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa. But it it's a it's rhythmic music, you know. So I I, I oh, try yeah. to I tried to think about, well, what would I do creatively that's me? So it's not gonna look, I'm not copying anyone's beat. Well, yep. I, I, get, I just don't. I love it. I love it. But it's not let someone else be them. Let someone else be themselves. And plus it's creepy. Copy someone. People know it. You go, dude, you, you totally ripped me off. So I, I don't want Mike coming at me with a, with one of his flamethrowers or something. Mike, Mike, Mike Wengren. So I'm like, I didn't copy, I'm not copying no. this stuff. I'm not, I love it, but I'm not copying it. Um, so uh, I just, that's what I did. That was, that was one thing. Another thing was how can I say something and say words that are uh, absorbed, like uh, absorbed in, in the way they sound first. Because, look it, if you watch a football play, the first thing you do is you see it, and then you process what just happened. Um, and when you hear music, the first thing it does is go in your ears. So you're just hearing it at first. To listen to it is a is a, is another uh, uh, another level deep because now you're paying attention to something. Something you're listening to some aspect. You're not sitting there figuring out what the depth of the lyric is at this point. You're only hearing it. So rhythmic stuff, but not in the current sense of rhythmic, like like it's not that. It's 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 mine, mine's more um riff oriented with the drums and the bass taken care of a lot of uh, that rhythm. So it was rhythm, Daryl. It was, you know, when I, when I have the lyrics, what is going to be heard first? And then at the end of the day, it's like, what do I do? What is it that I do so that I'm not sitting there trying to be someone else? Because you can't lie with something like music. If you're ripping something or someone off, I think, I think it kind of comes through, uh, or if you're playing something that's not as genuine, or if you're running you're running a play and something gets in your head and you don't believe in the play, or people around you don't buy into it, it's not an, it's not as important that it's the best play in the world. It what's important is that it's any play that everyone buys into because then you are a force, you are a whole unit driving together bigger than one. And if one person slips out of that, the whole thing crumbles. So you've got to have the belief. You've got to buy into it, but you've got to see it. So um, interestingly enough for me, your question is so important, Daryl, because everything, it's like a seed. I wanted the seed to bear good fruit. So I wanted the seed to have good intention, to have all good things about it. And the final thing is like, what do I do? Well, look at, I, I hit those things and I, I've set that kid up in a way that was, you know, from my from my perspective, was never done before. Fully lefty, fully righty. I saw like Billy Cobham was just the king of, of of putting things in different places, and you know, I'm a big, big, big fan of Simon Phillips, a drummer who threw his rod and his left uh, on his you know left side Have and you? stuff. But I, you know, and I, I completely reversed it. So my point is, I put all these things together and express myself in a certain portion of the song without overplaying. And I addressed, what do I like heavy? What resonates with everyone else? And I put it in a big pile 
that's those are my seeds. Go ahead. Sorry, Justin. No, I just before I forget, um, have you seen any of this Derek Trinian and Simon Phillips live that just came out? No, it's, uh, I, I, it's I, I, you got to check it out. I, I'm, I'm sure it is. I did come across something a while ago. Yeah, I'm not a, um, uh, gosh, I, I'm not an, uh, kind of an online guy when it comes to probing music. I mean, I'm always, I, I'm researching topics, uh, trying to get my own media world going. And I'm, I'm learning about that. I'm learning about engineering musically with video with you know uh applications and stuff and and then i'm and then i'm looking at sports i pretty much am not diving in to the music thing so much i did something came i i remember i a flash in my head of, of seeing something that they did i think it was a, a couple of years ago something and of course it's amazing yeah they're it's, all amazing i mean come on it's uh it's it's chaotic it's it's uh it's incredible um one of the things I wanted to kind of call attention to here, that one of the things I love about these conversations that we have with you um, and, and everybody that comes in the canoe is, you know, there's kind of this long-term, long storytelling that's going on where, you know, a couple years ago, um, you had played something for mm -hmm. me that you had, you know, basically demoed with MIDI instruments. And you're telling me like, oh yeah, I'm working on this. And, and you hear it and then it comes translated out into what I hear now and what we've heard on, on the record. And um, my, my first question is, because I think there's a lot of confusion because I'm, I'm reading online, I'm seeing what fans are discussing. I think there's some confusion about the instrumentation. I just want to like clear it out of the way. So you wrote all the parts, right? Initially. And the reason why there's confusion is journalists will grab old information that is true at the time but then it changes. For example, initially, yeah, I, I wrote every note. Of course I did because I was working on it by myself. I mean, every note, the solos, uh, all the words, uh, hor you know, horribly sung, <laughs> uh, vocal melodies, you know, and it evolved over time. So um, as it grew from totally all me and MIDI instruments to what you hear now, there was a stage where I had nurtured it and then turned it over to everyone else on the album. So that's, that's the essence of it. And you can ask me whatever questions you want about that process and those people and yeah, whatever. So, so right off the bat, let's, let's talk about who are those people. So I know Jen Majora, who's your vocalist. Is she doing any, oh, yeah. did she do any guitar work on this as well? Cause if, if you know, every man and every woman's not familiar, Jen is a, world-class uh, guitarist and singer. She's been with Evanescence. She's, I believe she's German, right? Yes. And um, um, she, she just posted something about us meeting and it's a really wonderful story on her Instagram that that should be checked out because it's nice to, for other people to, to, to tell their version of things. I mean, you know what I mean? Cause then oh, yeah. when you put it all together, you, you get a perspective of truth. So if someone sees that, an article I did saying, well, I did this and I did that. I, 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 me, 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 I wrote, yeah. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote. Uh, it's, it's from a, it's from an appropriate stage on that where I'm supposed to do that, you know, I'm supposed to put it all together. But Jen, I, I met Jen and, um, uh, quite a while ago. And, uh, eventually she asked me to do one of her one minute spots. And we, I did a Stevie 
uh, Wonder Tune with her and Alex Skolnick. And um, it wow. was like, it was super because she nailed, she played saxophone and guitar and all this stuff. But she's singing Stevie Wonder like with that thing. Yeah. Not, not, not everybody has that thing. And I, I noted it in my head. I'm like, gosh, she's like, she's got that thing. And it's interesting because later on, when I wrote a couple of songs, no one has heard yet except you guys and you know, whoever's supposed to hear this before it comes out. Um, Black Box and and Let Me Shine yeah. are more of what I mean. You can tell, like Daryl, you know, that's what the kids were gravitating towards, and so I, I tried to make those songs me. I tried to make it with the the riff and the you know, that thing to it that is not common on the radio stations that play. I got $20 in my yep. pocket. And it's like, yeah. well, they're like, I have, I have $5 in my pocket. <laughs> what, what can I do? <laughs> That's what I'm going to write. <laughs> but anyway, so she had that thing that allowed those particular two songs to now kind of connect to the rest of it and the songs that are on the much they're still heavy, but they're not, they don't have the do do shoot the bap. They don't have that 54% swing thing in them, you know? It, so speak, that's speaking, of, speaking of the riffage, who's, who's on guitar on this? Because the, there's All a right. kind of a, the, look, anytime you're, you're in the, you know, the dream theater universe, you know, there, no matter what anybody does, I think whoever they play with is always going to be compared to John Petrucci, I think, because it's a natural comparison. Because, like, for example, like I'm, I'm so used to, I'm so used to Mangini drumming, right? And and I, I know what it sounds like in one context. Then I hear this record, and there's, and I'll talk about this in a minute. There's a couple parts where I actually said, like, huh, it's weird hearing him play like that. Like, it's, it's like, it's, it's straight, it's a straight groove. Like, there's, you know, it's like, it's, it's different. You know, it catches your ear, and then you hear the guitar, and you're like, oh well, okay, that guy is, he's, that's incredible. Like, there's some some serious guitar work on there. That's like, it's not even like it's, you could say it's somebody's trying to be like somebody else. It's just world-class riff and shred. So who, who, uh, rode that boat for you? All right. Before I answer that, so don't, don't lose your thought on the straight groove stuff because it might, my point was so people can relate with the grooves and I'm going to answer the guitar thing. My point was, what are my kids listening to? What is the world like? What, what do I do? What do people that like what I do like? And I put it all together. I made it so that a young person can actually play mm. my drum parts the way they sound, but not literally yeah. because what's happening is I'm playing righty and lefty and combinations following the key signature changes on that kit with all that, with all those hi-hats. That's it. That's so just don't lose that thought because I can go back to it, but it's, ve it's not easy to play the parts exactly how I did, but yet a young person or anyone can have a five piece kit and say, this is an easy drum part. That's what I want. Right. That's and what then, I want. And then that creates that generational, you know, yeah. connection to music. I can think of, you know, half a dozen records that I did the same thing to when I was you know, 10 years old. All right. But to play it like I did is a whole, you have to be, you have to have an ambidextrous skill set and forget about it. And, and you got to have the right drum set. Otherwise it's not right. And I'll, I'll get into that in a minute because, you know, I, I get, uh, if anyone replicates things that I do, I know that I can be replicated in, in some sense on a small kit, but it's not, it's not orchestral. It's not the way the song goes. You know, like all the stuff I've done with Dream Theater, that's the small kit interpretation is 
it's like, I have to say it, it's, it's easy to do it. It's easy to get on a small kit and play stuff that I've done with Dream Theater that's, that's complex. It's not easy on this. It's easy on a small kit. But the, but the fact that I made it, I want that. I like that. It's a lot. It's easier for me to do it. So that's how I know. I can sit in a small kit and go, well, gosh, if I just use a small kit, it won't take me half the time to actually learn it right. Right. But um, but the thing is, I like that and I want that. And for this album, I want it to sound like you said. So now let's go back to the guitarist. So I I, um, I compose using virtual guitar, which was a game changer. That's what that's the reason this album is, is, is was birthed. Without that sound, everything I wrote sounded hokey and cheesy on a on a little sequencer and keyboard, and that was just awful sounding. So, Ivan Keller is the player that is on the entire record, except for the solos, except for the solos, because I met Gus G. Gus G is the soloist. I met him first, and he. And I agreed that he would uh, play the solos. Uh, at first, he was learning all of my solos. And he did, to a point. And then we got in a discussion. He said, look, it, I have to play some of your solos because they are so wrong. They're so hard. I mean, off for guitar, which, of course, because they're, and he said it in a nice way, um, um, a keyboard's not the same as a guitar. There's just distances and notes. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense on this and this and this and this, the way this and this and this makes sense. So, but he wanted to be challenged. He said, let me play some of these. I have to do it. I have, I just have to do this. It's so much fun, but let me compose the solos on the other tunes. I said, absolutely. And then I'll play to you on those. So anyway, Gus took care of the solos. He didn't want to do the rhythm stuff. He's not a seven string player. He's a six string player. That's the reason. So um, Ivan was recommended to me by by vocalist Dino Jalusic, who's just the sweetest guy in the world, great friend, someone I was bouncing ideas off of and stuff and helping me out. And he recommended he recommended Ivan. He actually recommended Tony Dickinson as well on bass. But um, Ivan came in and um, just took all my virtual parts put them on the guitar and actually actually Dino captured Ivan's parts on, on Dino's laptop. So um so he they sent those to me, but Ivan had to interpret some things. And he's like, hey man, this is like I can't read <laughs> it's just like done on a keyboard. Like, what are you doing? I was like, yes, I know, I know, I know. Make it so it works for you. Make it so it works on that instrument. Go go ahead. Um and then t Tony, of course, did the same thing on bass. And he was in touch with me saying, you know, I'm like, no, just tell me. He says, well, this particular run, this particular note, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I, I, could I? I'm like, yeah, this is a note. Just move the note. Change the changes. Sure. And then he then I said, you know, I made. The basic parts that work for the song, if you want to embellish, go for it, make it you. But, you know, stay within the stay within the thing. Otherwise I'm going to lose this. So these, these guys were so, so amazing that they took what I did. They embellished, they fixed if it, as it were, because it's a keyboard, they, they changed some things. But if you heard, if I release all the demos with just me, it's, it's going to sound, 
you'll hear some notes here and there that are different and that's what happened or structures, you know, but everything is basically the way it was in essence. And so Ivan took care of all the guitars and he did some fills here and there. Jen Majura did the lead in solo, the introductory solo for a song called deep inside. That's the heavy, you know, all I can say is, People will just probably relate it to Cashmere because it's it's got the three against four and the heavy thing, but it's you know it's not the same. It's got that iconic <laughs> like, drum, you know. It's a, yeah, it's something you're gonna remember. It's like a it's a yeah. drum feature. Shum ska shum ska shudu ga shum. And what's happening is again, it sounds simple, getting back to the drum thing. But if you listen to it with the headphones, I am changing hi hats with the key signature changes and I'm opening a hi-hat on the opposite side that I'm riding on. So you kind of have to flip your feet. Why am I doing that? Because it goes with the notes. That I, I Two quick things on, on Gus G real quick before I forget. <clears throat> One, how interesting yeah. is this, the Cosmic Canoe? When I was 18, I was a manager at uh, Best Buy Musical Instruments. Where they did, Best Buy did a pilot program of like 42 stores that had like a full-on guitar center in there. And yeah. Gus G... Uh, when he was playing with Ozzy, came and did an in-store signing. Darling of a guy. Doubt he remembers that Best Buy in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, but he was a, he was a, he was a real gem. Um, and yeah, I, and I, I'll talk more about how, how amazing he actually is. He's, he's incredible. Um, and you look at some of his, his uh, features that he's been on, the records he's, he's played on um, is incredible. Yeah. And I, I got to ask, we're going to take a slight detour. Speaking of Ozzy, Zach Wilde, I happened to catch a video of you at John Petrucci's Guitar Universe this year, and it was like John and Zach Wild, and then and you playing, and it was like that night. I, for whatever reason, I was up three o'clock in the morning, and I saw it, and I like texted Jim, like, "What was that like? Like, it's, tell everybody what was it like playing with Zach Wild?" All right, I I, I can't wait to talk about this because it was so much fun. Hold the thought on Gus and Ivan and uh, and Tony and Jen. Because we, we we want we want to go back because there's there's so much they did on and off stage so to speak it's just I I'm indebted to them forever but um uh with with <laughs> with Zach all right first of all first of all I have some pictures of us from uh some years ago he's a Giants fan I'm a Patriots fan so you can imagine where that discussion went when Mr. Tom Brady entered. Oh, yeah. entered. Okay. So anyway, uh, you know, and, and, and the Patriots losing the undefeated season and Zach with that, that giant beard and that he smiles so big under that beard. I'm like, no, no, come on. What? No, no, no. They, they shouldn't have lost. They did this. You know, there was a, there was a, there was a bad defensive play. Well, that, but that's the game. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Grab Eli Manning. All you got to do is grab him, and the game's over. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I couldn't do it. A guy like your size, Daryl, you'd, you'd pick me up like I was a mosquito and throw me away, so I can't say anything. It's always easy on the TV. But anyway, it was – what was it like? I had – I was bursting with so much passion for that kind of music, which you can kind of see how the heavy stuff made it into my re record, right? So – I was bursting with so much passion just to play for the song. I loved the song. I didn't care about all the stuff I can do and orchestrating and, and playing. That's fun, but there's something different about 
being passionately engaged. And we kicked into his tune, Suicide Messiah. Uh, um, I, I just, the guy can write songs. It's He's one of those people. And we, we, oh, my. We had Derek Sherinian on years ago, and he, he said the same thing. Like, he's one of those people that's just completely, for whatever reason, not viewed in the Petrucci pool of like master craft guitarist because of like, I guess because he wears like jean jackets, but like he's just, and then you watch what he's doing with Pantera now. And I could see it in your, in your face in that, that you were just, I mean, it made me happy. I could feel your happiness. I could not contain myself. Everyone in that camp, because I, I hung out with people, you know what I mean? Like late night I hung out and, um, just talked to people and had had a couple of beers and you know got into sports and got into music and got and listened to what they had to say about themselves you know which is a i realized how important it is to let let people that are trying to get somewhere up and coming and they want to meet you you know and they say don't ever meet your idol or don't ever meet your whatever but i i kept that in mind like i'm going to sit and do what just wasn't done Really, for me, I'm going to sit and listen to what they have to say, what they feel, what their aspirations are, and I'm going to help them. I'm going to make a suggestion and say, this is what I think about you and your life and what you would like to do. So I got into it with, with everybody, and they all, it's like, what was that? Like, you were, like, crawling out of your skin. Like, I just saw some footage this morning because I'm trying to gather content. My hi-hats were, like, Doing this, I was bashing it so hard. I didn't care, you know. And I was trying to stay out of the way of those guys because, first of all, Dave LaRue was there. And, um, well, you're, what, yeah, oh my God. I mean, come on. So, so the thing is, though, when Zach showed up, and he would be the one to maybe give his perspective on this, you know, talk to, you know, if you can get through to him, you talk to him about it because he showed up to us and he's like, well, I want to do this in C sharp. You know, so John and Dave had learned it in a completely different key. Uh, we all had different tempos from different videos. We didn't know what to do. Uh, it's like, hey, Zach. And he just sat there and said, okay, I want it in C sharp. I want this tempo, blah, blah, blah. And bang, we did it. And he stopped. He said to us, you have no idea. Thank you, guys. Because, like, we don't even have to rehearse it. All I got to do is, like, just tell you what to do. And it is done in the first, like, slot, the first take. So that's that's where the... The reason I'm saying this is because, you know, I can do some fireworks on the drums. And I, no matter how many times I try to explain my, my love of just music, period, and just playing a song, I, I, I put stuff out like that. And, you know, I get told that I'm boring and this, that, the other. Not that I care about a small amount of comments that I've become privy to. It's like, well, I, first of all, I don't care i don't want to see it and it, people have the right to their opinion but it's i'm just sad i'm sad that something that's powerful and simple can't be seen as difficult you know um it is so hard to play nothing but a straight beat for four straight minutes and not and, and not miss not miss anything like burying burying the click burying the bass drum burying the snare maybe slightly behind the beat it's so difficult to do that and I love to do it, and I kind of use my skill to do it. Dave LaRue used his skill to be able to go, okay, C-sharp. Petrucci, of course, learning Zach's solos note for note while we're on tour in his spare time. Yeah, while he, is, he has a minute. It's nothing short 
of utterly extraordinary. It's not, I saw it. We were doing it together in the dressing room before shows. Like, I was like, whoa. You know, but the funny thing is, if you look at the method he was using, the method that I use, the method that anybody that knows Agreed. how to do it, it's the same. Well, it's it's um, a very specific method of of slowing things down, but it's not, you just can't just do that. It would be like, Daryl, give me your take on this. And again, let's not lose the thoughts on on, on the people on my album and all that stuff. Um, see, I, I've grown in interviews. I would normally just keep going. But I was like, no, oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. So um, um, like slowing stuff down, for example, let's say this is a method that works for human beings. Theoretically, it should work for throwing a bowling ball, a dart. It should work for a defensive tackle. It should work for anybody because you're a human being first. What does that mean? It's not that you just slow things down. For example, I slow down the music. Uh, but what am I doing when I'm perceiving it slowed down? What am, what do I do to actually execute it at half speed that's different than regular speed? If I'm playing darts, I'm sorry, but you cannot throw a dart like that. It will land six inches in front of you. So you can't. Just slow it down. Daryl, if you slow down a play, then everyone's in slow motion, which would just, I think that would transform an NFL team. I would love to go and spend 30 minutes, 30 minutes with any offensive or defensive. I would line. I would love to do it and say, listen, give this a shot. Get in position. Don't move. Look at everything and talk to your body, like to your left foot. Like what's your left foot doing? Are you in position? Is the heel up? Move it. Move the foot. Move the foot. Left, move it right. Look at the grass. Where are your knuckles in the grass? See the grass. Be this like, I feel like it's Chevy Chase and Caddyshack. <laughs> you know what that would do? That would change that human being's ability to retain the experience. And you know what it would do if a group of people all knew that the group of people was, was doing that? The group of people would be united in almost a, not a telepathic way, because that's I don't mean to use that word that just came to mind, and I don't mean it. But you're connected. You're you're, you're synchronous. It's like synchronicity, right? And you all know that you're all paying attention to all the same things. That unifies that line, and so your peripheral vision changes. And the thing is, if you're in slow motion before you even move, and you're in that stance or you're up or whatever it is that a football player does. You talk, you go right hand, left foot, right foot, oblique, turn the oblique, flex the oblique. That's what I do in the drums. Flex the oblique and turn. How do you do it? Well, you, you peripherally, you might see a shoulder motion from the left guard that gives away what's going to happen. But this is stuff that exists, and it just doesn't even get observed until somebody points it out. But if a whole group of people had this mentality – we're going to go in slow motion, but we're not going to just go in slow motion. We're going to do this drum thing. I'm going to sit, and when I listen to the music in slow motion, what's happening is I'm listening to the actual line that's being played, which is like when Petrucci, when I'm watching him listening to Zach Wilde solos, and it's slowed down, he's paying attention to the shape that he's using in the fingers, and he's he's – you know, because we, we talk about this a lot. Like, literally, we'll be on stage, and I'll sit and look at John, and I'll, 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 I'll look down at my forearm, and he'll look down at his forearm. Like, we are, uh, we are unified. Mm 
We are unified. He's sitting there, and I'm looking at his forearm, and I'm going. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's an unspoken language, but the fact is you slow stuff down. You're paying attention to your body. Why? Because now your memory of that of that of that experience goes it fires into all areas of your brain. I'd love to see a human brain lit up like if, if players were on a defensive line and they were hooked up instead of helmets. And you could tell when they were focusing the same way because you could see the same areas of the brain lighting. It would be extraordinary and fun, you know? Uh but it would it would it would it would just be information. But when you're slowing it down, you've got to think about the body. So I'm relearning stuff for this record. Well, like because the solos are very difficult. And the funny thing is, it might sound like a simple thing I'm playing, but when I have to listen to my drum set slow down, I'm thinking, oh, I'm doing the parallelogram shape. Da, 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 da. So I'm seeing a parallelogram between my give me give me a minute here. My because my drums have one in the middle, Daryl, they got one in the middle, and then on each side each side and each side, like it's a pyramid, right? It's, it's an apex. So when I say a parallelogram, I'm not seeing the horizontal. A trapezoid would be this. So I would see my my 10, 12, 14, 16 as a trapezoid. But I take a snapshot of it in my mind, and that's how I remember the fills. I see Petrucci looking at his fingers. That's got to be how a guitarist remembers the shapes. If I'm, if I'm throwing a dart and... You know, I'm with the guys and I would like to beat them just for bragging rights. I'm actually looking at an area of the dartboard and and my 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 middle finger and my thumb and I'm positioning it going, breathe, set the foot, throw, breathe, set the foot, throw. Now, because I don't practice all the time, I'm not that good, but I'm good enough to to win some games, you know, and, and get a, a few bullseyes. I'm very confident about that. But you understand what I mean? You don't just slow it down. What do you do when you slow it down? You talk to your body. That's what you do. That's what you do. You say the words of what you see. You, you, and your peripheral vision starts to, to widen. It changes. It changes. Your ability to see stuff you didn't see before changes. The slight motion of a, of a knuckle or hand, the slight, you know, you can see someone in motion and see when they cut without taking your eyes off the person in front of you who's about to smash your face. Like that, talk to me. It's the, the, what you're saying, Mike. Is it's it's so profound for a lot of young players when they get into the league. Everything seems fast. Everything seems fast, and they seem like they're a step behind. Um, and for the one percent of the one percenters, the Tom Brady's of the world, if you will, there there comes a point where they do exactly what you're saying, and that's why there's not very many of them that are at the level that they are because they have the self awareness that you're speaking of that expands their time and their attention to detail for everybody and everything that's around them. You're talking about blades of grass. You're talking about, you know, if we're talking about Tom Brady, we're talking about how he, he, he takes that five, that seven step drop, what he's seeing, what's changing, what zones are open. He's the, he's orchestrating, he's manifesting every time he makes a step because he understands where he is in the presence of all that is around him. And the game slows down and he's playing so much faster than everybody else. But as he processes those things, it's just like music. It's just like an orchestral procession. It's just his time and not everybody else's. And he can just execute. 
and just execute at the highest level. And everybody goes, wow, after the fact. And he's just yelling, let's go down the sideline because he just scored a touchdown. So, you know, yeah. When you say that, when you say that the slowing down of it all, um, when you say knowing your body, when you say adjusting and understanding all the things that are around you, the game doesn't slow down until you understand you first, where you fit as a piece into that, into that team and that structure. And then once, once that slows down for you and then your time and attention expands to everyone else, then you're really cooking, then you're really moving. And then everything just falls into place. So when you say, Hey, I'm looking at his forearm and he's looking at my forearm and we got that, that point in time where we can each acknowledge one another moving fast as shit, but everybody else is just like, what the hell? And how are they doing that? But for you guys, you guys are in like the choreography and you're, you're, you're so in sync. It's like you're playing in a different, it's like you, you've broken into another metaverse. It's, it's nuts, but I hear exactly what you're saying. It's awesome. Thank you. And you know, let's, let, let's do two things. I want to talk about the individual, like the gifts, the gifts, each person, everyone's given some gifts, you know, mm-hmm. that's unique, right? So let's, because not everyone is wired exactly or built the same as each other. Like you have Tom Brady, or you've got a Joe Montana, or you've got a Dan Marino, or or you have Michael Vick, or you have whoever else. Okay, so we could talk about individuals, which can help us then, you know, because we'll finish it. I got to get back to my band. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but check this out. Here's one thing for me to add to what you said, if I could. Guess what? The game is fast, right? You know what? For people that do what I'm suggesting here, the game's in slow motion for me. Yeah. Everyone else, it's not fast. They're all slow. It's all slow motion. They're slow as can be. Because and, and I learned this when I was um, I wanted to be the best ice hockey player in the world. And I practice, I put hours and hours every day. I shot into a street hockey net with different projectiles. I surprised my father didn't hang me by my thumbs in the backyard by fishing line or something for breaking, breaking the siding <laughs> in the house, you know, and like, and I, and like hit, hit me with a palm. I mean, whack. Um, but I mean, you know, you know what I mean? I'm surprised he didn't like, yeah, yeah. Take me out because like I broke the house. But the thing is, I remember I would walk in in slow motion and pretend He's because he scores, Bobby Orr. And I would do that outside and pretend I was one of the Boston Bruins. And it, it put me on, on mini one-on-one local because I was, you know, fortunately chosen as the guy to go in and, and to do this competition to score. Everyone was in slow motion. Of course, uh, the ice was slushy and I, I messed up. I didn't account for my environment. I remember I did that. I screwed up. But wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me say something because – and it's not a shameless plug. See, Tom Brady's smart because he won't tell anybody. This is a, like a secret weapon. I'm sure it is. I, I'm sure he's like, what? He doesn't tell anybody, and I go ahead and publish books, right? <laughs> what am I dumb? Hey, what am I dumb? Hey man, get get oh. it. MikeMangini.com, right? <laughs> oh God, I'm not. Just seriously, go to my link tree. I got to get you my link tree to put yeah, on because yeah, I, put I haven't. The- yeah, I have a whole world. I'll make, so, sure, I'll make sure all the relevant uh, links are in the, in the yeah, show yeah, notes. Yeah. There. And I want to, I want to so, come back to a couple things on the on the record if if I if I may. All right, because we yeah, we, you we, we left out we left out the base slow motion. Well, yeah, that's why I mentioned Tony yeah. Dickinson. Go ahead. So the base on the record is just driving. You know, it's the the whole thing uh. is heavy, and uh, I always when when you know again I've had this 
record for some time now, and I've gotten to really dig into it. And uh, not just saying it because you're here, and I've told you my thoughts directly on the side. Um, I think it's, I think it's fresh. I think it's modern. I think it sounds like something that's new, that's not trying to be anything else, but it's familiar. If that makes sense, I kind of, it's kind of a circular yeah. idea. But it, you hear what you love from bands like Dream Theater and maybe periphery and things like that. But then you have these straight ahead rock grooves that are held together by, by the bass and the, the seven string together. Um, and it's like, if you like Mashuga, you know, there's going to be stuff on there that you, that you like there. If you're drawn to more of the, the ballads, there's moments of ballads on there that are, that are powerful, maybe not ballads, but you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like a fire anthem. And then of course, back to freak of nature. Yeah. Again, that's a song that I've heard a couple, you know, um, versions of a couple variations of and to hear what it is now ready to roll you know this friday october 6th you can uh pre-save i've already pre-saved it you can you can stream it it'll be available everywhere uh digital music is sold this friday october 6th um it's it's powerful and you hear it you know where you know where the record is going it's a perfect jump off point for the record so what i want to know from you is if you had to kind of you know introduce yourself now as this Mike Mangini solo man, mm. how would you kind of describe it? You know, what, what this is to you, you know, in like a, in like a, a brief way, how would you, how would you encapsulate what this is for you? If I was to encapsulate it, I would say, take the feeling you get. If you're into rock and roll, the first time you heard, let put Led Zeppelin four on and heard black dog. Like, what? what is this? So that is a riff, all right? Um, unison riffs, you know, fast forward. You're talking about Rage Against the Machine doing unison riffs. A lot of bands doing unison riffs. So there's an aspect of unison riffs on it, but behind it, behind it are spacious beats and very, very few drum fills, their drum transitions. So I'm using that kit orchestrally to follow the actual line. So what's interesting is, I to encapsulate the record, it's a bunch of riffs with uh, airy, air-moving beats that also include a solo where I get to use some of my skills to, uh, to kind of improve inject into the music to bring it somewhere that I've never heard music go, which is that there's never been uh, notes associated with the drums as far as the solo goes. There have, There's only been drum, well, there's a drum fill now. You've got Asia, Steve Gadd, who killed it. Why would I even try to, you know, it's like, all right, he wins. Uh, you've, you, you've got Bozio putting out missing persons and um, songwriting is just unbelievable, by the way, uh, but uh, his. But um, um, then there's like drum sections. Okay, it's a drum zone. Uh, yeah, actually, you get Terry setting up a drum set with actual notes. That's literal. That's not what this is. So mine is incorporating the drums orchestrally to play the solos. But so it's musical. So it's not like I'm just hitting stuff. It's like I have five stacks on my kit. Well, those are hit according to the note that's being played that that's what it is so that that's what the album is um i could talk more about the simplicity of how i use this kit or the simplicity of how it sounds but it's actually not that simple before i do before i do 
the other people, Tony Dickinson coming in. And see, the, the bass was vital to me. Here's my philosophy, which kind of uh, jumps off of the question that you just asked me. Like, what is this? How, how would I describe it? Well, it's riffs, driving beats. It's got solos where I get to use my stuff. And it is, it's got a metal guitar sound. It's got a metal guitar sound. So if you take a song like uh, like Black Box or you know, You'll Let Me Shine, which could be full on, it could be a whole nother genre. It could be R&B or something. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not. But when you put a metal guitar sound in it, now it's not that genre anymore. Now it's the genre that it stays in. You understand what I'm saying? It's like Janet Jackson put Black Cat out and that was like, whoa, this is like metal, right? Well, it's not quite. Not quite. It, it it just it hinted at it because of the guitar sound. I mean, Michael Jackson, what does he do? Of course, of course he does this. Quincy Jones calls Eddie Van Halen. How much more authentic can you get? Look at Beat It. I can still listen to that to this day, to this day, and put it on in the car and listen to that. Amazing. Because does that because Eddie Van Halen authenticated it, brought it in because of the sound. So yeah. that's what this is. I had to stick to that kind of sound. But um, Tony Dickinson. <clears throat> interpreted I've three different bases on my demos. There is an actual virtual instrument, bass instrument, okay? And I had to get software that allowed me to tune down to O minus. What that means is like the key of E, which is normally a four string bass to low string. I don't even think I went that high. I mean, I think everything starts in D and goes down from there. If I remember, I don't, uh, whatever. Um, so, so I, I need, I needed that first of all. Now he took that bass and I also, I also wrote, um, a, a sort of a synth bass to complement that. And then I wrote using a keyboard sound like an analog, uh, profit, profit five, I think it was low synth wrote that in unison with the bass. So the bass was actually three things and he learned you know the parts and then made his changes recorded it sent it to me i went through it did what i do to uh you know prepare it a certain way then to talk to jimmy t about his engineering of it saying this is the sound that i'm looking for you know right here not that one never this one and so then jimmy t took it and put his little his two cents in there and just Got the got the thing, got the plug-in, did it, you know, engineered that uh final sound. So Tony Tony really took care of a few different things because on the record, I, I didn't I I I didn't even I keep forgetting that I'm the keyboard player too. So uh in a sense that I'm programming it and playing very slowly. <laughs> you know, and some things with two two hands. So there's the bass, there's this keyboard riffer that's always going on. Then there's the unison guitar that Ivan put on it. So the unison thing sounds a little more current and mean, as yeah. it were. It looks a little more yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of stuff layered. Well, there's some things layered in there. Yeah. So um, um, Ivan learned and interpreted those. Tony learned and interpreted the... Th those particular parts that that I that I had initially started with, um, and then, and then, Gus, you know, either played one of my solos exactly or provided one that I played to, um, and then at, when it was all said and done, 
after I started working with Jen, and that was that's an interesting. As a, that was that was a lot of fun, and she, of course, she taught me something that I didn't know because I'm not a singer, but um, she then added a guitar solo at the beginning of the song, deep inside, because she just felt she didn't want to like, gee, I want to play guitar on the album. Where can I put it? It wasn't that kind of thing. It, it was like you need something here, um, and, I'm, and I'm well, I don't know, and so I wrote. I wrote a, I wrote an introduction that she spoke and that I turned into a, an AI voice, like a, a computerized voice, because it's supposed to be almost an AI computerized voice speaking about the creation of the universe. And it's supposed to sound like that. And it's like, it's, it's panning back and forth. It's got all these effects that it put on. And then Jimmy T took it and did his thing to it. Um, but then it just goes into the the groove and the riff, which I liked. And just Jen suggested, goes, can I play something on that? Yes, absolutely. And so she did, and I loved what she did. It was so musical. I'm like, yeah, let's put it on there. So 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 she played that solo. Now, you you, you get my point about the musicians and the musicians' roles. Absolutely. How? Okay, so I did it, but then they they took it somewhere. And um, uh, it sounds like they really all helped elevate what you put together, you know, and they did. And if I, if I may, you know, I think obviously you could have gone and done whatever you wanted and put your name on it and put it out there and it would have done just fine. Uh, Whether that's with, you know, virtual instruments or just no name people that you don't give any credit to. Um, I think one of the things that makes you unique and special um, it is in, and it's funny, you know, you're, you're shining your light and you, and you, that's kind of a con a content, uh, context in the album as well. You're using this as an, as a platform kind of to elevate some of these other musicians and just hearing you talk about their contributions. Uh, one shows me how much you appreciate those, those, them as people, uh, which is always, you know, people first. That's what, that's what we focus on here at the Everyman. And, uh, secondly, just, their talent, you know, shining through and, and you're kind of viewed as one of those, you know, pedestal guys again, if I may. And there's, there's only a handful of them at any given time. And when someone like yourself co-signs somebody like Jen Majora to come in and, um, you know, be the voice of, of that music and you're almost be the voice to your name, if that makes any sense. Uh, cause that's what people are going to, they're going to associate now I think when they hear this record and hear how good it is um, and, I, and I also I'm very hopeful that we get to see a touring version uh, of this band whether it's the whole crew or a couple and you know as we as we start to wind down here then I got to kick it to Daryl because I need to know what he thought about this record but is there any plans to tour this not at this time I'm adjusting it's just like you know I uh, I picked Detroit over Green Bay and then I went and I said, no, 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 Green Bay is going to be at home because I listened to a bunch of experts talk about Green Bay at home. And I went, no, 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 no. This is this week. This is this week and this team at this time. It's not last week. 
It's not, you know, it's not Green Bay coming back in the fourth quarter once. It's no, it's not that. There's something more here. And I'm going back and picking Detroit. And I was like, and then, you know, Green Bay, it picked it off and they scored. I know you asked me a touring question, but uh, then they scored. And I'm like, oh, Green Bay's up. I'm like, no, I have faith. I have absolute faith in what I did here. And then, of course, Green Bay, uh, Detroit came back and and slayed it. So, um, you know, it's like I will tour when the opportunity presents itself. At a time, it presents itself. And I know these things have to be done ahead of time, but we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm not putting it out just to go out and do something. It's a, I, 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 I would like to tour it because I'm passionate about it. I love it. And I would love to, 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 to be out there with all these people because they're wonderful. And when you say, you know, Jen Majura will be the voice of my name, um, I, uh, how fortunate am I that her person will also go with that, you know, cause you get to know her. Uh, she's incredible as a soul. She's absolutely incredible. And I'm honored to, I, 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 I fuzzy that, 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 that she would be associated with me and the things I'm doing. And so I would be honored that, that she'd be out cause she's such a good soul, great person. And her, she just sang the stuff like boom, 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 boom. Um, yeah, it was pretty incredible. So I, I don't know about the touring thing. I will adjust to it if necessary. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm uh, maybe I'm going to get a call from some defensive line coach going, Hey, I saw that podcast. Right. You, let me, <laughs> you, you got five minutes for a phone call. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I got five minutes for a phone call, but it's going to cost yeah, if gonna you, cost if you. you fly, if you fly me in, it's going to cost you because you're going to end up winning games. And I, I need a little piece of that. <laughs> Got to get a piece of that. Mike, Mike Mangini, qual- defensive quality coordinator. Uh, I think that's, that's yeah, cause, <laughs> as I didn't give, I didn't give away the farm earlier. Right, I gave yeah. away a lot, a lot more than, than, than people who know this are giving yeah. away. <laughs> but I didn't, I'm still, not giving there's, away. There's still a couple of uh, bits in there. I, you know, it's funny. Cause even with my books, I've always reserved the right to need me. It's always me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Teaching the classes is always me going, well, that's why I have classes called prescriptions because I need to see somebody. And then I go, all right, I got you. And I, then I write a prescription for exactly what they have to do to fix the issue. And it works every single time. It's, it's hilarious. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying, but you know, with the other guys now, Ivan, uh, for example, again, he had to interpret what I wrote because freak of nature actually on, on my virtual demo, there's a way that the guitar is playing at the end of the phrase that it's so heavy, but it can't be done on the regular guitar. I, I, I needed the keyboard to do it. And I decided, I decided not to include the exact part that, that I did and that the sound that I had with his, I just was like, just let him do it because, um, it's unbelievable his playing, his tone, the way that that the Jimmy T got whatever secret, you know, amp plug in that he probably no, he's not gonna tell me. No. He's no. not gonna tell me. You know, it's like if I go in the engineering, he unplugs everything and you know, Jimmy T's like he throws a painter's tarp over the board so I can't see. No, I'm just I don't know. You gotta, you gotta. You have to protect the trade secrets, man. So Jimmy, Jim, come on, come on, Jimmy T. 
Come on now. Don't be. Um, don't be. I'll buy, I'll buy a good bottle of bourbon. I just got to see the EQ. Uh, I just said, hey. what plug-in was that you used? <laughs> Speaking of bourbon, before I forget, did you did you try that TX whiskey? Yeah, thank you. What'd you think? Ed, well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm not a brown booze kind of guy, as, as you know, full on, but I love it to have, I love it to have in the house, is to give it whoever, and yep. you know, with a cigar or something, or once in a great while. So I tried it, and and, and Jimmy T tried everyone, and they're like, oh, cool. This is good. Like, who, who gave you this? I'm like, oh, my buddy, Justin. So thank you very much yeah. uh, from I'm, everybody. I'm glad, I'm glad. Yeah, I wanted to give you a little taste of Fort Worth while you were here. Um, now, yeah, I got to I got to swing it over to the big dog because I, I've I've been dying to hear Daryl and I. I'll send him stuff, and I don't I I don't want to know what he thinks about it until we're on the podcast because I like to enjoy it first first time. So I have no idea what Daryl thought about the record, and I just would love to hear what uh, what your thoughts were, big dog. Um, I think that Mike, the record is powerful. We talked about it being layered. I think for a, a good bit now we've talked about everybody on the album that have that has contributed to it, the musicianship, uh, the, the artistry. Um, we've talked about the nuance therein. Um, but some things that really hit me and this kind of goes back to your first point when we started this was how you created this first to relate to people, right? So that people can identify with it. First one, I think you, 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 you noted, when you listen to something, it's different to when you start to digest it and hear it when it becomes palatable inside of you. Right. And when we're talking about freak of nature and we're talking about so alive and we're talking about, um, for me, and this is, you know, black box, those are like one of my, but not drowning. There's just something that you're doing lyrically, man. That just, it's, it makes me emotional. Um, you know, I'm not drowning. I'm not drowning. Um, I'm being held underwater. I'm not drowning. And then you switch. I am being held, but I will breathe. So the contrast in that, what's going on in our world, what's happening in society, where we're going as a people, as a nation. Um, there are layers that are even deeper than the, than the musicianship that's transformative for me. And I just want to know, I want to know where you, like, wh how did you get there, man? Because you're, you're hitting a pulse of what everybody is experiencing, experiencing, and I don't want that to be lost. Um, the music is, like I said, it, it, everything becomes coalesced, but I just don't want that the messaging that you're trying to shoot directly into our veins so that we can learn and grow, honestly, that we can grow. Um, I want to know more about that. Um, not drowning, just, I mean, it's been just on my heart, in my mind, in my soul since the very beginning, man. And, 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 you know, I'm not, I'm not going to cry on this thing, but I'm just saying like, there's, there's a lot that you're talking about that people are experiencing and going through. And it's, and it's, it's more than just music, man. It, it's, 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 you're hitting a life vein. And I just, I just want to know, man, like where, where you, where you are creatively, where you are um, with this record is, is going to resonate with people in, in such a way like it's resonated with me and I just need to hear it from the source. Hey, like, how'd you do it? 
How'd you get here? How'd you find that pulse? How'd you, how'd you, how are you moving people this way? Because that's what it's all about. You know, I'm in production. It's all about emotion and I get emotional just thinking about it and talking about it. When, when we, when we, when we go into the lyrical boat that you've, you've put out here. Yeah. Isn't that something because I'm not known for any of that. And I didn't consider myself uh, any kind of full formidable, I guess is the word uh, lyricist. Although I knew that I could, I just didn't, put the time in. So anyway, uh, first of all, the fact that you mentioned not drowning, everyone's saying it. Clearly, I have to put that out next. You know, it's just clearly I have to. I don't have a choice. But even, you know, my, my family, everyone's just like, oh, my God. Everyone, everyone says the same thing. So, um, uh, <laughs> wow. So, so thank you, first of all. So I, I got there because I just wrote down pictures of who who I wanted to become as far as uh, a musician and a person and like but where like what am I drawing a picture of my environment that's what helped me you know tap into and think about a mass audience everybody so lyrically the seed it comes the the the, the very 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 core if you want me to work out the very, very cool, because I'm working backwards, actually. When people listen to the record, you, it's way up here, but you happen to see it. You saw it go, whoop, 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 whoop. uh-oh. Oh, this is going somewhere. You saw that, and I know you know that, and you feel it. So uh, that's what people do. They see from the outside, they go in. But, uh, so let me explain it from the source, from this way, that way. The seed is will. If the seed is will, it's so powerful I consider it a force. It is a force. Are you kidding me? What's going to carry you through pain on the field? Physics accounts for a certain kind of force, forces. Those forces that physics accounts for exist in a four-dimensional space. Three height with depth and time. There are six more dimensions below it. That's what quantum physics is. A mathematician named Richard Feynman, who I love, read his books. <laughs> like, yes, yes, I bought math books. Um, but it was layman's terms. I needed to know what is this? Where does it come from? How does it work? I just, something's pulling me. He said, the problem with quantum physics is that it's true. Quote, unquote. The problem with quantum physics is that it's true. What does that mean? It means that there are six more dimensions. Why can't there be forces there? Why can't that be what eternity actually is, that these four dimensions are on top of, in a way? A little picture, a little picture that I drew. You know, I'm a drummer. What, what do I know, right? So anyway, I have this image. Whether it's correct or not is not the point. It's based on a lot of correct things. But whether it's correct or not is not the point. Someone else could be correct and disagree. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, but they better show it. <laughs> At any rate, will. It's powerful. It's a force. So how is the will affected? The only way I know that my will is affected is when that light bulb goes off is because I'm in a state of critical thought or some feeling, some feeling 
that opens my mind and heart in a way that was not open before. You know, so to speak, the light bulb goes off. So the seed is will. How do I affect will? What is it that I want to affect? Well, if I put ideas that promote critical thought, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. What's going on here? How do I know the truth from when I am being lied to? It was kind of, So if you kind of see like a tree, you have your will and the choices that you have, okay? Now, above that, you know, you have this moment, but it's, there's a fork in the road. What is what is false and what is true? How do you know that? Well, that's where the tree goes up. So now you could, I, I'm talking about a hurricane and freak of nature. You know that I also wrote that about Rob Gronkowski, you know, because he was an unstoppable force. But now we're getting way up above, so you can see where it is. It's like the will. We've got the we've got what's what's true and what's false. Okay, what are all the subjects I'm talking about? Uh, and that's where not drowning is 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 going into some stuff up here. But it really is leading to well, how do you know what's true and how, how do you know what's false? Because there's a way to tell with a lot of things what's true and false, right? And so one way to do it is to get and feel something, which is exactly what happened to you. So now. You know, you're working backwards, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll get more specific with that song in a minute. But, like, okay, so I won't talk about freaking nature. Uh, we'll talk about not drowning. Not drowning is, I've, I've, I've felt when I am unsure about what is true and what is false, that I'm, you know, if you jump in a pool and it has chlorine, you don't want to open your eyes, but you open your eyes, it's blurry. Or if you're in salt water and you actually open your eyes under the salt water, you know, it's blurry. That's that's what it is. And by being held down, I feel like I'm being my ankles are being held down by lies or by things that I don't know are lies or some things that are true or that I am being restricted. Something's holding me in my life. I'm, I'm not, you know. What, what, whatever it is, like something, uh, I don't know. There's a whole lot of things that could apply to this, but I just feel like I'm being held from, from, you know, and it's not like, well, I'm being held from doing a record and expressing myself. And, but it's not, it's, that's, people could take it literally like that, but it's, it's clearly not true because I made the album. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so, so that's not, 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 not the case literally, but um that's what it is, man. It's like I that I can I will breathe. I'm not I'm not I'm realizing I'm I, I'm sensing the truth is what's I'm the truth is pulling me out. The fault the false stuff is pulling me back of being pushed down or getting information that is purposefully, purposefully trying to get me to not think and realize with common sense how things work. And that's what the whole album does is, well, gosh, just look at this big universe we live in or uh, someone's telling me something. How do I know what they're saying is the truth or not? Uh, what do they want from me? How does this work? What am I reading? Who wrote this? What do they do? What is their agenda? What is like, how does that work? My father always told me, well, he would ask me once I started to get into reading books. He tried everything to get me to 
to read. He has all the philosophy books he tried for forever. But my will, something that occurred with him trying to get me to read philosophy, just knowing in his heart that I would end up being a person that went out and bought all the books because I chose to, something triggered me. Critical thought triggered me. That's what did it. So that that's what it is. Does that make more sense, Daryl? That- it makes a lot of sense, and especially when you jump back and you started talking about Freak of Nature. I know you went back and you came back to not drowning, but the reason why that makes, a sen- makes sense and it connects the dots for me is because, and I'm sure it will for everyone who listens and actually starts onboarding the, these lyrics into their soul and their system and they hear it, and then they're going to have it on replay in their mind and their heart forever, like it was like it is for me like freak of nature starts off and you say will and seed and you say force. Well, it's force unstoppable on course unstoppable. And those are the, those are like the first two freaking lyrics. So like you're going and you're going out, which is what you're saying, starting from the seed and going out for you, for you, that's what it is. But for everybody else listening, they start up here and they, and they drill down, but you know, it's the level of critical thought, honestly, just how thoughtful you are in terms of recognizing where we are working, recognizing where you are in each one of these songs and then diving deeper through the lyrics, through the lyrics, which transforms everything around it. To me, I mean, that's what's so powerful. And um, I'm pretty sure it's going to resonate with everyone else this way as, as well. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thankful for you, man. This is it's like masterclass savant level stuff, man. It's oh, awesome. Come on, come on. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm just, I'm just Thank letting you. you know for, for somebody, for, words are powerful to me and, and what people have to say, um, especially when they have something to say. And you definitely have a lot to say in each one of these songs. And you've you've put together something from end to end that's uh, it, it, it can relate to people who want the grooves. It can relate to people who want it heavy. And it's definitely going to relate to those that might be lost out here, Mike. And one of these tracks, one of these lyrics might help find them. So thank you. You're welcome. You know, my, my decade being, being a counselor, a counselor at, at Berkeley, uh, wasn't something I, I, I asked for. It was a position I was put in by a person who trusted me and they looked me in the eye and said that I needed to. And they, the way they looked at me very sternly, this was my boss, Dean, Anderson and I really love him uh and I always knew he had something special which was he's a very structural mind a very he's he's a true manager a very structural mind and so when he told me that he saw he saw me in that position before he hired me he always wanted to hire me brought me and he already knew so anyway I appreciate that um I gotta say that I also um am am I'm deeply indebted to a sense of, uh, call it spiritual reset, in a way some people meditate, others pray, others do a combination of both, others reflect, but in a certain state of mind, you know, that whole spectrum that, that people interpret how they interpret this, uh, but that that's a big part of this, because that's what essentially purified my seeds that getting in that state is a very important thing. It's almost like I washed them. Yeah. I, 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 I wanted them clean. I wanted the intent clean so that from a good seed comes good fruit. You know, it was very, very, very important to me to do that. And the other thing 
is once I saw my shape, like I see everything. That's why I say I write down. Like, what am I writing down? I'm actually writing down sort of a triangle with a curved top or a thing or, or clouds with thing, or little boxes and, and or, or, or hypercubes or whatever, silly things, Mobius strips, whatever, whatever silly <laughs> thing. Hey, I'm sorry, but those things work for me. I understand Absolutely. what they are. It doesn't work for everybody, which is going to get me back to the personal thing, which might even throw the whole you know, the individual football player thing back into the conversation here. But um, so so I I see my shape clearly enough that the database of lyrics that I now have is unbelievable. I mean, it's it's I've got so many of these. I have folders full of files and seeds and sayings and audio of melody after melody of lyric. I, I don't know that I could write. 10 more albums or not, or, or really only for me to say this very gently is that a little, my peripheral vision is noticing, I'm going to notice what songs people like the most and gravitate toward that in the future and sort of just maybe streamline. Cause Hey, Angus Young said of ACDC or someone said, you know, you've, you know, you've written X amount of albums, and they're all the same. And let's just say that number was 18. I don't know what it is. But then I think he replied, no, that's not true. All 19 of them are the same, <laughs> or whatever it was. Like, he upped it. He upped it by one. Some, I'm, I'm saying this third hand. I didn't see the interview, so I don't know. And see? But that's part of, like, the seed for the record. you got to be careful. The words are powerful. Can I add yeah. just something, and you guys know – more about me hanging out and everything, but unfortunately, uh, and I say it that way, the word wasn't important for me for a, a large portion of my life. It wasn't. I didn't realize how important it was because my intention, popping through life, you know, it was just basically two things. I worked so hard. I thought it was a good thing to do to work hard at something and to show people that and to put it out and put it out and hit it, hit it, hit it. But it rubs people the wrong way, done the wrong way sometimes, you know, or people get offended or they don't want you to shine or whatever it is. I don't know what it is I ran into, but I ran into stuff. I was like, what? You know, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm working with these people. I want them to be the best or whatever, but the whole world works in a strange way, you know, competitive, the, you know, the, the, I don't know, the drumming community, the this community, that community, but people are competitive. So they don't want someone coming in and just, you know, kind of doing that, which is what I thought you were supposed to do. But so anyway, that's part of what I had to learn to dial back or, or adjust in a certain way to bring it because these are the gifts I'm given and I need to do something with them. Uh, and I work very, very hard, so I'm going to do something with them. But it's how you do that, you know, how you relate to people and all that. The other thing is I just wanted to make people laugh all the time, all the time. That's what I wanted to do. In other words, uh, for a string of time, famous people that met me or people that weren't famous at all just walking by would meet me, and I just would walk out of the shower with a towel on and my, my long hair wrapped up in a towel and just have a full conversation. And they would laugh and I would laugh. I was just like, I thought it was good to be completely transparent. Like I don't try to do anything where the, I'm not a rock star guy. I mean, I might have tinted glasses, but 
I've had these on because the R engine, they help me with the computer thing. They also, uh, they don't make me maybe look like as much. I, I, I get told I look like Ozzy Osbourne. Like, where's that coming from? Yeah, all the time. Really? I, I, twice. Wow. Twice, twice, twice at the deli area of a supermarket. I'm like, what do you mean? Wow. Oh, I know it. Well, I have the round glasses too. I don't uh, maybe, know. Yeah, yeah maybe, 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 maybe. <laughs> maybe one eye closed. Now, I do like, oh, I do on. like, I do like the glasses. It's a good look for you. Now. All right, but I'm not a rock star guy. I mean, I, I always felt like that was a costume. I'm yeah. uncomfortable. I, I look at. I like my I'll wear the black T-shirt, my, my my Adidas sweatpants. That's what I wear all the time. I'm comfortable in a nice sport jacket with a T-shirt underneath it and jeans. Um, or a hockey jersey. I, for crying out loud, I, I do. I, yeah, I do have a Bobby Orr. Yes, I do have a Gretzky. But I thought one of the funny. I love funny names. Like so, I thought Ron Tugnut was Tugnut. a funny name. So I, I bought yeah. so, so, oh, Tugnut. So, oh, so, so I have a Quebec Nordiques Tugnut jersey, and I have an Ogie Oglethorpe jersey. Yeah, game jersey. Nice. Oh yeah, from Slapshot. I it, gotta have it. So. That's the stuff I wear. That's the stuff I'm comfortable with. And I thought that was the way to be. I'm just always trying to be silly. And, you know, if you if you put a little bit, just let's say maybe an extra beer or two into the equation with an extrovert like me that's got the sense of humor and I have an, an intention of making people laugh, well, sometimes that can lead to maybe veering into the Keith Moon uh, avenue of there, which is a little bit too much, you know, like a, or this. So, you know, the words are important to me, and I always have not. I had enough of a respect for them and the way that they really, really do translate. So, I'm not changing all those things about me. I've just di- have dialed them back and am more serious because this is serious life, and we have serious things to deal with, and people, we all have serious issues and stuff. So, you got to take it seriously and go. Wait a minute. What's what's true? What's not true? How do you know that? What is the process by which ten people in a room can look at something and say, "Yep, we all agree on that"? Uh, it's an extraordinary process. I think the only way is to be looking at the same thing. Hey, gotta be looking at the same thing. I mean, hey, the the, the brilliance, the brilliance of a playbook. Let's talk about that for a minute, okay? <clears throat> As I said earlier, I believe in my heart you, a team is better off all believing in a play and seeing it the same way than not, than it being the best play that ever was. I mean, how are you going to have a simple um, halfback dive running play, which has been done a million times? That's that's nothing new. That's not anything brilliant that someone just constructed because they're a genius or whatever. It's just like if the team buys into it and the you put our people, human beings, are moved out of the way and the running back is going to have the skill to adjust with that peripheral vision, it, the play is going to be successful because the whole team executed it right. It's more valuable than some trick lateral doohickey flea flicking you know, kind of thing, which is, well, we all love that. Oh gosh, I love it. I mean, and when I'm, when I'm playing with my friends, I'm an, I'm like an, an adult, right? Old guy. I'm out there. We're flea flickering. We're throwing. And by the way, Daryl, I can't even catch. I can't catch the football when, when Alec, when my son throws it to me now. Too hot. He's, 
Well, you know, yeah, it's like, I like to stop Throwing it in there. Because, Spinning you know, it. Yeah, but when he was a little kid, as you know, because you've known him since he was literally short, like, like younger, you know, both, both my kids, when I took him outside, I said, step and throw, say it, look at your foot, look at your foot. Like, this, can you imagine being my kid and you're three and I'm going, say it, say it, like <laughs> Sam Kinison. Like, of Sam Kinison picking up the dust. Say it! Say it, step and throw, step and throw, step and throw, <laughs> step and throw. But, but the thing is, his mechanics are crazy. And now that he's tall and lanky kind of, you know, got that kind of a build, not like yeah. me. Um, whoosh, I'm like, oh, my God, to cut it out. So anyway, <laughs> and anyway, I, I had to throw that in because, because um, it's not an accident. You know, it's just not an accident when, when athletes, when musicians – get that 1% that that's the 1% of the 1%. What are they doing that's different? Why is it that certain amount of players make it to the National Hockey League? Okay, wonderful. And then a certain amount, you know, go to another level, a certain amount are happy with what they're doing. They're just happy. They're in an area they're happy with. That's up to them to do that. But then there's a couple other ones that surface, and then you have this other group. And well, how and why? Well, this is the stuff. It's got to be something inside, and it's got to be connected to their will, their passion, their calling, and their unique self. Because look at the stuff that's going to work for Brady mechanically, that's going to work for everybody, is of the nature of things that are going to work for everybody. But there are always there are always those things that are going to work for the individual. That are individual and the, the smart athlete is going to recognize, and the smart coach is going to recognize those attributes of that person that's not what you want them to be. It's not just get in there and move the guy. But, no, wait a minute. This person's got a real, an abnormally strong set of muscles here, and maybe they're weak in the legs, or do they you know that you got to adjust for all that? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't Again, know. Uh, do, we gotta. A, I don't know how much it'll cost to get Matt Everfluss and Matt Canada on a Zoom call with Mike Mangini, but I think we have to. <laughs> we try to do for that. the good of the Steelers and the Bears. Maybe maybe we can <laughs> get a get a children's hospital fundraiser together, and they'll they'll listen to an expert for twenty minutes or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe you could save save our season. Um, yeah, uh, if I'm going to help a team other than the Patriots, <laughs> it's, it's, if they don't call, then whoever calls me calls me. That's just how that's business. That's it's business. Good yeah. business. You just make yourself available. Well, Mike Mangini <laughs> is available to all the NFL scouts listening. And well, come on, what do I know? Like, come on. <laughs> hey, like, no, I mean, you'd, no be surprised. Lot, man. you'd be surprised. They, they, you know, who knows who they're bringing in. Um, again, Freak of Nature, the single is dropping this Friday, October 6th. Spotify, Apple Music, I'm sure it's on Tidal if the, one of the 14 people still on Tidal. Everywhere digital music is available. Invisible Signs, the record, the album event of the year will be out in November, which I'm sure you will hear from us when that date's coming out. And I think it goes without being said, we could, we could probably spend four hours every time we sit down and talk with you, Mike. And uh, we'll have to do a part two once the album comes out, everybody has a chance to listen to it. Maybe we could do like a little listen along or something along those lines. Um, but, you know, again, I love the record. Not just saying that because you're here. I've, I've given you my detailed thoughts on it on the side. I think it's powerful. Um, Daryl, as always, encapsulates, you know, the things I wish I could say. One of these days I'm going to be smart enough to sit in this conversation with the with, with the academic, you know, mastermind from Notre Dame up here and the, and the legend uh, engineer, Mike Mangini. I just, I'm just a simple drummer over here and uh, getting to listen to you two smart guys talk um it's it's always a pleasure <laughs> and i love the record i can't i can't wait for 
the reactions and for other people to hear it. And some of my dream theater friends are like, Oh, have you heard it? Have you heard it? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, you have. Now, <laughs> Maybe. now, now it's a yes. <laughs> now that, now it's a yeah. yes. Yeah, I did it. Yep. I did. And I, my, my wife, uh, my well, wife enjoyed it as well. So that's always a good sign. That's excellent. You know, I hope at the end of the day, cause it's invisible signs. So it's, here's the signs. And then you got to go, you got to get, you know, now you know, you got to go deep. deep. They're everywhere. They're in in different ways too. It's not just, it's not just the words. It's aspects of what makes the actual physical album, what it is. There's stuff there too. But what I really hope for is that, um, you know, how each individual person interprets the lyric, how they, feel and something because something's important to them and they can plug in it. I designed it that way. Yes, I have specific things as the author, but I put a few ideas out there. Every song is kind of a collection so that it can be interpreted by a few different, a few different perspectives. Like someone's in a certain space. It's going to relate to them. That's different than the space. Another person is, but specifically, you know, a song like so alive, it's, I, you know, I always envisioned young, young kids practicing sports or young musicians getting in a room, you know, doing their best would, would hear that as it's simple to sing. It's easy to, you know, if you're not trying to play it exactly how I am, it's easy, it's easy to play, um, you know, save the solo stuff, of course, but, um, I, uh, my hope is that, that it resonates and it's like they have hope. They do something with the gifts they were given and you got to do it because you can have all the talent in the world and do what with it. Right. You got to do something with it. And gotta you know, a song, yeah, a, a song like noise really um, people are bullied. Um, it's a horrible situation. Uh, you know, not everyone knows how to deal with that kind of thing, especially when it's online stuff like that, or, or and uh, other other uh, other yeah. meanings, you know, to the yep. tune. I just so there's these things that are very important, but that were were philosophies or concepts to me. Then lyrically, I had to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Uh, uh, what's a way? What's a word that's, that you can blurt it out? You can just blurt it out. You could put your windows down on the car. Um, it's like who doesn't love as a rock and roll guy putting the windows down and Panama by Van oh, Halen's yeah. cranked up and you're like, Panama, like, wait a minute. Why am I singing about another country? <laughs> <laughs> Panama is the, uh, the action phrase in our house. If anything, if we got to go full tactical, if I yell out Panama and you're, you're in the vigil estate, you know, it's time to get somewhere. You hear the click. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Panama, Panama. That's my that's my call sign. Yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Mike, click. as as always, my brother, man, it's absolute pre- pleasure to have you on. Um wait, what 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 time is it? What right time now? What time uh it is twelve yeah. thir- tw- well where you are it's one thirty seven. What? One thirty seven. Uh what? Say say that number again? One thirty seven. Like as in room one thirty seven? Maybe. Always, it's always. Let's go. It's always cosmic. It's always always cosmic. Well, and and to end, literally, that's one. That's the only lyric that people know me for, and I, you know, uh, I didn't do any more than that. I mean, 
look who I'm in a band with. They had lyrics, you know, they wrote lyrics for the, the follow-up uh, for review. So there wasn't any room really. And, you know, they, they all do great at what they do. So I'm like, oh, okay. But that was the last one I wrote. Well, look at you now. And, and you know, it's like weird. It's weird. That was weird. Those that was weird. It's it's cosmic. Those those ASCAP <laughs> credits are going to keep adding up there, brother. Uh, Mike Mangini, Invisible Signs is the name of the record. Uh, Freak of Nature drops this Friday, October 6th. You can pre-download yeah. it now. You can pre-order it. I've already done it on Spotify. Uh, Mike, we love you, man. Thank you so much for sharing this with our audience, and uh, we'll, we'll see you down the line, brother. Love you guys, too. Love you, too. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really enjoyable. Thank you. You're welcome. Fade to black. <laughs> wow, guys.